This is Training Talk. Training Talk is your regular update on the fast-paced and ever-changing world of demolition training. Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of our brand new show, Training Talk. As the name suggests, this podcast will look solely at the subject of demolition training, a field that changes almost as quickly as the industry it serves. During the course of these shows, we will endeavour to keep abreast of the latest card and training course requirements, chart shifts in legislation that could impact upon the demolition training arena, and report upon the latest developments in processes, procedures and technology that might help improve demolition training in the future. But we start at the very top, with an exclusive two-part interview with Howard Button and Leslie Ranson at the National Demolition Training Group. Now, like any trade body, the NDTG has come under criticism in the past, not least from me. So I was pleased, and more than a little surprised, that the NDTG not only agreed to take part in this show, but that they were extremely transparent in the face of some pretty tough questions. The full interview lasts for almost 30 minutes, which is a lot to digest in a single sitting. So we've split the interview into two shows of roughly 15 minutes each. We really hope you enjoy this first part, and that you'll check back very soon for part two. The first question is about the fact that you can have a driving license for your entire life, and yet there are there are aspects of construction and demolition training where you're you're in a sort of a constant renewal process. How do you how do you explain that to people? We have looked at this several times, and the, and the, I think the thing is that the whole of the industry card scheme all work on a five year renewal process, and it's it's to ensure it's it's deemed to ensure that the Operatives, etc., are kept up to date with their knowledge, the knowledge base, and modern standards, changing legislation, etc. And we've actually had to change the the cards, our own card scheme. So where the operatives go from red trained operatives to blue qualified operatives, we were getting issues with them stretching it a long way to get the VQ, and CICB, etc., weren't happy with that. So we've now got a three-year red card process. We actually reduced it a little bit. Once they've obtained the NVQ, it is then a five-year card. And the renewal process, in all honesty, is not that hard. It's, um, it's normally a one-day refresher course. Um, we have to do touchscreen tests. That's mandatory in all the schemes across the board. So I generally feel it is, it is for the right thing. And the other side of it, of course, is the car licence is you can lose your car licence if you get enough endorsements, etc. There's nothing like that in the... Um, the cards, any of the card schemes, um, and it would probably be wrong to bring that in. It has been discussed numerous times to bring in a, a sort of a, a points process, but the trade unions have always been bitterly against that, and I can understand why. We wouldn't want to see operatives blackballed because they've got done something possibly wrong on one side that may never have affected them in the future. So, so it's, it's, to my mind, there's, there's two things that arise from that. The, the first is, I, I mean, I think you're right, but the idea of if you think about the car that I, I learned to drive a, a Volkswagen Beetle, the car I drive now has got ABS and aircon and all, all the stuff that goes with it, and I haven't had to worry about taking a new test. I've, I've just basically had to embrace new technology and, and so on. But I think the other point, which you know, I, I think in, in fairness to the NDTG, a lot of what you guys do, it's not and the NDTG sat in the back room saying this will wake us a few quid. It's mandated. Yes, it, is, just it, is, it, is, it is mandated. It is, exactly. I'm sure you're aware the accident rate isn't that high on roads. It is a lot higher. And so maybe that might be a thing for the driving licence 
and the DVA, DVLA to look at in the future, but where people have to have CPD points and the knowledge can decline over the years. So we're proud that we try and embed that knowledge on a continuous basis so our operatives do stay safe on site and it reduces the accidents, we believe. What about asbestos awareness? Isn't that a, a short word? Asbestos awareness is always a touchy one, but it is actually mandated by the HSC that it has to be renewed annually. Um, we, did, we did develop a course specifically for NFDC members where they could um, carry out a toolbox talk. If, they, if they've done the um, asbestos awareness course through the NDTG, they could have then done a toolbox talk that we um, given them all the content, etc., and we would have renewed the card on that basis because it is on a needs needs must basis at the moment. We try to make it as painless as we can. But it's but good it's, that we make it mandatory on our CCDO card. So being on a demolition site, they have got asbestos awareness, and that is one of the main criteria. Well, it is one of the main criteria before they can even get a CCDO card. Their asbestos awareness training. But in some ways, I mean, that one strikes me as, as the, the strangest, given the, the fact that I mean, asbestos doesn't change. And, and I mean, I, I can't remember when the use of asbestos was outlawed, back in the 80s, early 90s. So, I think it was 2002, I thought. Oh, was that late? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, the, the actual background to that one doesn't change. We have looked at it from feedback from the trainees, but we can't change the course. There's, there's actually mandatory things that have to be in the asbestos awareness course to meet health and safety executive standards. Demolition companies, whether they be NFDC members or NDTG members or whatever, want to get their guys trained and, and I, I do recognise the fact that they want them trained yesterday afternoon in a lot of instances, but people are struggling to get training in a timely manner. What do you say? We, we did look at this and we, we've, we've tried to analyse it, but we haven't actually had many complaints here about the lack of courses. Um, if we do get a lack of course complaint, it's normally to do with the plant training. Most of our uh, direct NDTG courses, we can deliver, I won't say the drop of a hat, but normally within two or three days, if it's, if it's a company that's got probably a minimum of six to eight candidates, we can deliver a bespoke course pretty quickly. So we don't actually get too many issues. Um, and any, if anybody has got direct issues, they can always come back to me or one of the staff at the training group, and we will do our best to make sure that we can accommodate them. Another side to that is we have voice concern about the CITB. With a reasonable reserve, it won't affect us too much if the CITB does get into a change. They've got their Vision 2020 plan, which is already cutting um, support grants quite dramatically. We've, every training organisation relies on grants, so that may dry up a little bit and would certainly dry up completely if there was a dramatic change to CITB. But we need some reserves to be able to cope with that in the future. We've got the CPCS transition going through at the moment, where they've sold the, the business en um, entity of CPCS over to a company called Nocken, N-O-C-N. We are not sure of the direction we're going to take within that transition. And we, need, we may want to be developing our own card scheme, we may want to be partnering with Nocken, we might want to be partnering with other plant training providers but that is a fundamental part of the future of the demolition industry that we must be in there and it will need considerable funding on the train. NDTG, the National Demolition Training Group, is the leader in specialist demolition training courses, here for all your CCDO card needs. Choose open courses or on-site training and with training endorsed by Build UK and CITB, 
Why train with anyone else? Be smart. Contact NDTG today. Visit ndtg.training or call 01442 217 144 and hit option 2. So you mentioned the, the, the membership, the way the membership is made up of the NDTG. And you can shoot me down in flames on this because I'm doing this completely from memory. I, I, was, I was fairly sure there was a, a situation where there was a board and there was a rule in place whereby a non-NFTC member had a place on the board. Is that still the case? It's, or is it... it's still basically the case. We have, a, we have a board of directors who run the financial side of the, the NDTG. There is no outside representation on that. But then we have the NDTG Management Committee where there is, um, there's two places for non-council members on that from NFDC. And there is currently a vacant space on that for a non-NFDC member. We've filled it in the past. As Leslie's mentioned, we've got the strategy meeting coming up at the end of January where we will be reviewing the, the way forward to, to ensure that more of the industry is engaged. I couldn't give you a result from that at the moment, obviously because it's, it's, it's in the future, but we do need outside industry input, but it's extremely difficult to get it, believe it or not. People say they want to do things, but then trying to actually get somebody to do something is very, very hard. You know, the, the card scheme that we're producing now was fundamentally set up in 1974 by Sid Hunt, you know Sid Hunt very well. Um, Jim Caldwell was part of the instrumental group of doing that, and Tony Tynan. We had a very, very strong committed group setting it up. Tony Tynan was never in the NFDC until late, much later on. Uh, Jim was obviously NDTG Scotland, and Sydney was NFDC. So we have Historically, we've always had a good mix, and I think we need that mix to continue in the future to ensure that we're providing the right benefit for the whole of the industry, which is where we're coming from. To be honest, I mean, that, that kind of leads me on to another question, because obviously, because of what, what I do these days, I'm dealing with NFTC members and non-NFTC members, and, and not surprising, there is a feeling within non-NFTC members that the NDTG is is a cash cow for the NFDC and it's run by the NFDC for the NFDC and everybody else just has to fall into line. There is a management charge, I'm not going to deny that, from the NFDC to the NDTG, but the training group runs completely independently, financially, etc., and is on a very strong found founding and it's got good reserves. Being a, a limited by guarantee company, it can't issue dividends or anything, so they, we can't take money out. The Federation is not milking it as has been suggested. It takes reasonable costs. The building next door, which is leased to the training group, is owned by the NFDC. And it's perfectly legitimate for us to charge them for a training facility. So I don't think we're, I, th I do think that's an unfounded suggestion. But also I'd like to say that, <coughs> excuse me, without the NFDC, there wouldn't be the NDTG mm. as strong as they are. You know, it's the knowledge of NFDC members that have built the NDTG initially. Yes, they opened it up to non-FDC members, which really should be, you know, recommended. You know, it's a brilliant idea. We didn't say, right, this is, we're only going to tra train NFDC members. That facility is there. You don't have to join the NFDC. So for me, that's a plus. We just want to cover the industry training. So while they say it's an NFDC, without the NFDC, the NDTG wouldn't be there. And the knowledge of the people on the board that took that forward, and I honestly believe that. I think that's a valid point, and I think that's a valid point if you're looking from where you are outwards. Right. If you're an, in, an 
a non-NFDC member, yeah. and let's say you're, you're a non-NFDC member, you've applied for membership yeah. and you've been rebuffed or, or whatever, yes. and you haven't got yeah. in, but you're still contributing to yeah. the, the, the Hemel Hempstead Absolutely. empire, as it were. That was pretty, pretty uncomfortable. Absolutely, but then if you've applied for an NFDC membership and you haven't got in, it doesn't mean it's your training. They might um, not be in because they don't meet the other criteria with it that we ask. You know, some um, demolition companies, they do other things rather than just demolition. They have to, their principal activity has to be demolition. But what I'm saying is, but even if you don't want to join the NFDC, we are still here to help you. I used to work for a company that wasn't an NFDC member, but he does bring his operatives, they were here yesterday, and he brings them here to train because that's the standard that they want to achieve. And I will never be ashamed of that. I'm very proud of it. I'll, I'll say again, yeah. the, the, the financial thing. Yes. I mean, uh, we're, we're, in, we're in a nice office. Yes. There's a nice office next door, and that is being paid for at yes. least partly by people that, for one reason or another, can't yeah, access the NFDC. You know, though, that they come here because they wish to and the standards are right. You'll know that if they don't want... We're not making them come here. So it's because the CCDO card is well recognised by HS2, so they come here. I'm saying we're not saying, well, you haven't joined the NFDC, so we're not going to train you. So I feel it's a democracy they can choose to come here and we are more than pleased to help them in any way. They only have to be an NDTG member. The companies that may be a one-man band that still want to keep the standards for their operatives to this level, but they don't want to join the Federation. But we're still here on the same way as if you're a Federation member or not, we will still help you in the same way. So that's what I'm trying to say from that side. There's other criteria, it's not just the training, but really, that, from the training side, yeah, we're absolutely proud of what we do, and we're proud that non-NFDC members do come to the CIC. Another side as well, we, obviously we've, we've had funding from CICB in the past. Any funding that we get is, across the board, it's from NFDC members and NDTG members. So we, we quite often run free courses here. We had um, an initiative from CICB earlier this year to help with MVQs. What do we get? 75% um, a CITB registered company, they can get that funding. And NFDC members and NDTG members, they don't get charged different for their training. It's the same. So if you're a member of the NFDC or a member of the NDTG, your training is the same. So they're not getting a bigger bonus by being NFDC members in that way. So I think it's more of an open book and <coughs> all of the industry are welcome. Going back to the point about the, the fact that there isn't a non-NFDC member on the NDTG board at the moment, you, you've got a, a situation now where, and I don't know how long that's been the case, it doesn't really matter, but you've got a situation where effectively the NFDC members are setting the industry agenda. Now, you know, having, having been sat on that side of the table in the past, I know what the NFDC does, I know about the site with its scheme and I know about the standards it's, it sets. But that... To, again, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking from what I hear as, as much as from myself, that idea that the basically a quarter of the industry is setting the training agenda for the other three quarters as well, that's a hard but, one to balance as well. If, well I don't think it is a hard one to balance actually because the NFDC is, is, is a member of, an, of Build UK, we're members of CITB, we're members of lots of other 
associations and groups where we take the feedback from them of what they are looking for from industry and we feed it through the, the, the training department, sorry, come back into the NFDC and then over to the training department. I'd like to say without the NFDC, there probably wouldn't even be a card scheme. I, I mentioned earlier that it was, it was set up in 1974. We actually took over the, the scheme as the NFDC in 2002, no, 2007, sorry. And since then, it's gone from strength to strength. I was with um, Gordon Jenkins yesterday, the head of CSCS, and he's, he applauded the, the standards that we're maintaining for industry. He said, when we first took the, the scheme over, first went smart, there was complaints that it was a little bit slow on getting the cars, etc. But he said, now, you get excellent feedback. We're probably one of the, the highest ranking car providers that's on the CSCS approved partner scheme. So, without the NFDC, I don't think there would be a car scheme. And I really think that it'd be obviously a lower standard and we may see more accidents. Training Talk is a Demolition News radio production.